0: hey babe hello Rebecca welcome to hardy party five and a half well thanks
1: for that hospitable greeting
0: you're very welcome hey we love baseball right
1: we do it's a thing
0: it is a thing and we love all kind of cool baseball stories and there's a lot of cool baseball stories and movies yeah but we have a guest today his name is Dan Reichel he did something really cool tell us what he did
1: Okay, here's what Dan did, which has also inspired us to do something similar. Mm -hmm. He decided uh, after going through a year of the pandemic where he didn't really see any family or friends... He decided that he was going to play catch with people to reconnect with them. Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning, it's like social distancing. You could do it's an activity you could do and nobody had to worry about mm-hmm. virus or anything like that. No spitballs. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Gaylord Perry specials. That's an old pitcher known for doctoring the ball. Um so he started doing this and it just kind of built on itself. And he decided to do 162 games. He set up a website. He has an Instagram page. And it was just about connecting with people and getting to know people again.
0: Yeah, so cool. And if you want to know what he inspired us to do, you're just going to have to keep listening. So we hope you enjoy this interview with Dan Reichel. Take me out to the ball game. Take
1: me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker
0: jack. I don't care if I never get back.
1: Let me root,
0: root, root for the home team. All right, Dan Reichel, thank you so much for joining Hardy Party of Five and a Half. You don't know this, but baseball is very near and dear to us. We actually, 30 years ago, got married on a softball field at late. Oh. So we've been kind of to touring baseball stadiums. Fenway, as you noticed in a picture of Scott's, he had a Boston hat on this that was his emotional experience walking up to to Fenway but we live in Texas so we wears a ranger shirt so we have grown to love baseball over the years and so how did you grow up loving baseball in New York City
2: yeah so I, I grew up I was born in uh Port Chester New York which is 20 30 minutes north of the Bronx uh so not not in New York City just north of the city yeah uh, I grew up, so my family moved down to Long Island when I was really young, and so I grew up on Long Island, New York. Uh, lots of New York Mets fans there, but but just as many, if not more, Yankee fans. Uh, but but similar to you guys, base baseball craze. A lot of you know New York is is certainly a football town with the Giants and the Jets, and and you know the Knicks for basketball. But mm-hmm. but it's a baseball town. You know, there, there's most people either have one or the other that they are. Hopelessly devoted to to uh, to paraphrase uh, <laughs> the late, um, gosh, what's her name? Olivia Newton John. Olivia Newton John. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hope- hopelessly devoted to the Yankees. So so we uh you know growing up would go to Yankee games all summer. Uh, my parents, my I have, I have three brothers, so you know six of us would would get to as many games as we could. Um, I've lived in Pennsylvania now in, in the Philadelphia suburbs for the last 17 years. And so definitely, you know, a lot of, lot of baseball hysteria here with the Phillies, but mm-hmm. even from where I live now, it's only two hours to get up to Yankee stadium. So it's, it's not that far out of the way for me to kind of keep that connection going and, uh, yeah, stay connected yeah. to my, uh, my favorite team.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. So
1: we've been to Yankee games and it's, it's quite an experience. hmm so I'm, I I want to ask you since you've been to Yankee and Phillies, what's the difference in Yankee and Philly fans, or are they very similar as far as passion?
2: Uh, the accent's a little different, you know. There, there's uh, <laughs> and, 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 and more, more cheesesteaks down down in the Philadelphia side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I mean the biggest difference is the Yankees have won a lot more. I don't know. <laughs> you know the Phil, the, so the Phillies have been around since like the 1880s, guys, and they've only won yeah. a World Series twice. Wow. The <laughs> Yankees, uh, for your listeners who don't know, have won 27 World Series, basically one out of every four times the Yankees oh, win. It. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say that's the biggest difference. But no, it's <laughs> similar passion, certainly uh, similar. If you're not doing great as, as a player, you know the, the fans are notorious for for booing. But but it's it's all because they love it, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you care if you care about something that much, you're gonna put passion to it. Both good and and it can be bad. So, but on the flip side, I, <laughs> I like to say I'm the nicest New Yorker you'll ever meet. So so I, <laughs> I, have, you know, I, I uh, have have no no hate in my heart for uh, even opposing teams. Maybe the Red Sox, but um yeah just pa- passion is definitely the right word i would say For
1: well sure. and the mood changes from inning to inning like if a guy does good in one inning you love him and then the next inning oh what a bum yeah. exactly yeah. yeah the other yeah.
2: difference so i mean the yankees have this facial hair policy which i don't like oh, uh, no, yeah. no no beard so you see a lot of weird mustaches on yankee players because oh, apparently mustaches are allowed but yeah um, it's it's uh it's, it's it's always fun just to be in sort of that community with people who care about the same thing as you do with as much passion and excitement
0: yeah yeah so we've been to yankee stadium like you said i don't remember it for all of those reasons here's why i remember it being in texas have you been to texas before
2: uh i drove from st louis to los angeles one time and stopped in amarillo texas that's okay Of my Texas.
0: uh... Well, in Texas, you can get any color of tortilla chip you ever want to get. So, you want a purple one, you want blue ones, you want green. We've got any color and we've got them in the shape of Texas if you'd like. Okay. We do have red ones. And I was at Yankee Stadium and I went and got some nachos and I had a bowl of nachos. And even the lady that sold them to me said, I don't know what these are, but here you go nachos. They were red and yellow tortilla chips. She'd never seen red tortilla chips before. This was how long ago? 20 years?
1: Uh probably about twelve years ago. A long time.
0: Yeah. She had never seen red tortilla chips. I'm walking to my seat, people stopping me. What are you eating? I'm like, they're just red tortilla. Are they tomato flavored? No, they're not tomato flavored. There's red tortilla. I sit down, tap me on the shoulder. What are you eating? Where did
2: you get those? (laughs) You've
0: never seen red tortilla chips here in Yankee Stadium. So that is my one thing I will never forget about Yankee Stadium. At that time, they had never seen a red tortilla chip. Did you
2: get, was it in like the big helmet kind of thing? It was in the helmet.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, I
2: know which one you're talking
0: about. Yeah, yep. So now. I guess maybe I was one of the first people to have read tortillas. It has stayed with, me. You, has stayed with yeah. me. Yes, it has stayed that's, with
2: that me. Is, that is passion right there for, for, for tortilla <laughs> chips. <yes. laughs> that's yeah, right, that's right. Uh, I mean. so,
0: where did the idea of 162 games of catch come from?
2: Oh, great question. <laughs> so, r- really, the, the story of what I did, you could say how, how to go from playing catch with your daughter in your driveway to playing catch in center field at Yankee Stadium with Aaron Judge, who is, you know, one of the best players in Major League Baseball. That's sort of like the journey that I went on. Mm -hmm. Um, The original idea goes way back, pre-COVID even, there was a friend of mine who, gosh, probably five, six years ago, did a a project on social media where anytime he traveled anywhere in the country, and even internationally, I think a couple times too, he'd was doing this project that he called 100 strangers where anytime he saw somebody that was interesting looking or looked like they had a, a story or were doing something that was interesting he just simply asked if he could take their portrait and tell their story as part of his 100 strangers project and i, I love the idea i was like that's really cool I, I i like to you know take portraits of folks as well when i can not not just without the permission but i you know when, when i can And so in the back of my head, I always had this thought, what would it look like for me to maybe do something similar or do that same exact thing, but I never really took the leap to execute it. The next touch point for me was a couple years later, I I came across this guy, uh, his name is Rob Lawless. And Rob Lawless is attempting to meet and spend one hour with 10,000 different people Oh my God. all across the country, around the world. And I, I was like, that's awesome. I will never go anywhere near that number, but just you know, the same kind of thing. It's like the, the power of connection and meeting people and hearing their stories, telling their stories, all that. I've, I've come across this a couple of times and thought, I would like to do that. I think I could do that, mm-hmm. but what would that look like? So then obviously 2020, we're all in the pandemic. That whole first year goes by and, you know, we, we all binge Tiger King and eat all, <laughs> all the tortilla chips that we can, you know, and, and uh, I, had, I didn't see my parents for that whole year. I didn't see any of my brothers, my nieces, my nephews, none of that. And so that first year wraps up. We get to March of 2021 and I'm like, man, I got to find some way to, to reconnect with the people that I haven't seen in a year uh, and even connect with people who i don't know maybe and so I was like for me playing catch was the best way to do that because it was socially distanced right you, yeah. you, can, get, you can get together with somebody mm-hmm. and not have to get within 30 feet of each other you know if, if you if you go meet somebody and you're just standing 30 feet away it's kind of awkward but if, <laughs> if I knew that we were going to be able to play catch with one another I felt okay that that's a way to at least in the beginning part of the project get connected spend the time together and then the kind of took off from there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool.
2: That's, a, that's really cool. <laughs> that's awesome. So
1: Rebecca, logistics are important to you. Very important. So you have some questions Yes, that pertain to logistics.
0: How did you decide who you were going to play catch with? Like, what, did you have like a kind of a list in your mind? And then, or like, to me, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm like, would I just be at the grocery store and be like, you, can, can would you like to throw, you know? And then do you keep three gloves at all time, you know, righty lefty for the other person and doing one for you. Like talk, tell me about the logistics.
2: Great questions. Uh, so let me go back one step first. So there's significance to the number of catches I knew I was going to play, right? And okay. people have asked me this, like, why, why did you pick 162? So if you go back into baseball history, way back for the first 60 70 years or so 80 years Mm -hmm. teams in major league baseball would play 154 games that was the number of games they play every season Mm -hmm. in 1961 they added a couple more teams and so they expanded the number of games each team plays to 162 right Mm -hmm. and you know there's been a couple variations obviously the covid year was a little funky that they only played 60 games because of covid So for me, I picked that number logistically because I was like, all right, that to me represents uh, getting back to normal a little bit. It represents, you know, full season. It represents let's, you know, get back to maybe the way things were before COVID or what the new norm of COVID is, all that. Yeah. I knew who I wanted the first catch to be with. I I chose my daughter. So I have four kids. My daughter is my youngest child. So I, I knew I was going to start with my daughter as the first game of catch, Addison, and I knew that the last game of catch I wanted to have with my dad, and my plan was before I, I even had one game of catch, my original plan was I was going to try and take him out to Iowa and play our last game of catch at the Field of Dreams, mm-hmm. which is you know the, the movie with Kevin Costner and, and gets to to play catch with his dad one last time. Like that, the Hollywood ending was in my mind all along. And I, and I was like, all right, if I can start with Addison and with my dad and we'll we'll figure out the rest of it as it goes. I, I definitely had, you know, early on, especially people who I knew would want to play catch. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's it's, uh, it's one thing that, like you said, Rebecca, to start Going to the grocery store just asking random people and getting shot down. <laughs> right. so, I, mean, I, I did I did have a couple of random people that I did ask along the way, but early on, especially, I was like, let me ask people who either played professionally or I know who are big diehard fans of the Yankees or the Phillies or the Cardinals. And then I did also put together a list where I was like, all right, what would it be look like if I could get connected with somebody who was a little bit more famous? Or you know, ask, shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars, and see what you yeah. get, kind of thing. And uh, it ended up at the very end, the Yankees, the New York Yankees, were like, "Yes, we love this. Come and come and play <laughs> here." Yeah,
0: that's so cool. So you're. Oh wait, let me
2: answer the glove question too. But yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I did have always uh, my glove. A righty glove and a lefty glove. So you mm-hmm. nailed it perfectly. I had three yeah. gloves that I carried with me at all time. I thought times.
0: about those logistics. I'm like, I yeah. have to have, yeah, yeah,
2: because, because, yeah, there, there were there were definitely times that I was just out and about, or I would get there and somebody would tell me when we already were meeting. Oh, I forget forgot my glove or I couldn't find it, so I did always have one that yeah. somebody could use. That's so
0: great. So
2: what was your? Per- I'm a
1: lefty. So what was your percent? Do you? Can you give a guess of your percentage of lefties and righties?
2: Oh, I know almost exactly. It was uh, about 9% of the number was lefty. That's the same. Almost on par with the percentage of population. Yep, that's <laughs> true. We're left handed. Yeah. I, if you, I, I posted on Instagram at 162 games of catch. Uh, one of the last lefties I threw with, I, I kind of went back and counted who I had played catch with who were left handed. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
0: That's so cool. So we
1: were, we were represented.
2: My, my mother, my mom is, is left-handed. So she was definitely one of them. Certainly. Oh, that's great. That's great. So when you went into the,
1: when you went to go play catch, did you, for each person, did you have something you wanted to talk about or something you wanted to share with them? Or was it just like whatever comes up or
0: casual conversation? Yeah, Yeah, it
2: was. Well, so the the second half of that, not true. I, I did not go into it with anything that I wanted to say. It was completely for me about the experience of getting to know them, getting to know their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did every single time ask who their favorite player was when they were a kid or even today. Uh, tell me about their, their favorite team, favorite, mem- you know, if, if they went to a stadium and saw, if they if they've been to all the stadiums or if they saw a famous play or met a famous player, um, I would always ask, what is their favorite stadium food? I wanted to kind of get to know not again, not just the and from maybe Rebecca's his nachos. Uh, <laughs> I, you know I wanted to just kind of get the the full story of why baseball meant something to the person I was playing catch with, just as much as it means something to me. so yeah, it was and then again, the conversation always took off from there and went cool to places. Um, I always people would always ask me how long is this going to take <laughs> right oh, Just yeah. to, to schedule it or, or, or squeeze it into a part of their day and right. I, would usually, I would usually answer i'd say it can be as short as 15 minutes 20 minutes but well north of 75 percent of the catches i had went an hour or more oh wow because what happens is, is when you get out there it, it really it, the field of dreams thing happens right you you're not stressed about what you have to do for work or what emails you got to get back to. It's uh for, for some of the older people that I played with uh, people in their seventies, eighties, even up into their nineties, mm-hmm. it was like a fountain of youth for, for people like that. Right. Who mm-hmm. haven't touched a glove or played catch in 20, 30 years and to get back out there and to, in a real sense, feel like a kid again was, it was truly magic. Like it, it was. And so, yeah, the time you, you don't care. You're not worried about, how long you're going to be out there yeah and, and inevitably we would look and be like Man, we just spent an hour and 20 minutes out here playing yep. catching and, and not really thinking or worried about anything other than just the time that we're going to be together that's hmm.
0: so cool
1: well and there's something so element elemental about that because we play on a softball team we're on a, still on a co-ed team we
0: still play
1: and we have some younger people that play with <laughs> us yeah and there's a player on the team a young guy in his 20s and he likes to throw with me. And he said, my dad never really threw with me. Like, they just weren't a baseball family. And he's like, I enjoy throwing with you because my dad never never had the chance to throw with me. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah, there's just something innate in us that it's just something like cult- cultural, I think, that really hits home with people. Yeah,
2: and, and you know, i, I played with uh, several of my throwing partners, had lost a child uh, mm-hmm. Younger, you know, a couple, two, one in particular, their their son passed away at age 18, 19.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we played uh, catch with a baseball that the father and the son used to play with, right? So that oh, yeah. that sort of connection. yeah. Uh, the other direction as well, you know, people who have lost parents who used to play with their dad or never had played with their dad really to uh, mm-hmm. one, one of my friends, you know, his His mother had passed away when he was in in high school and so but but always had a strong connection with her and baseball so yeah so it was always yes the physical act of throwing a baseball back and forth but so many more beautiful layers to the experience and to what we were signing up for and what we were doing and and it was just an honor for me to get to do that 162 times. Mm -hmm.
1: So cool so cool yeah. So we scrolled through your Instagram. We found a few highlights that we saw. Okay. I want to ask you about a few of these, and then we'll ask you what some of the ones that meant the most to you. Yeah. Uh, There's a former Yankees pitcher because you're a big Yankees fan. Yeah. So I'm going to give you that. I'm a Ranger fan, which doesn't mean a whole lot. How you guys had Adrian Beltre for a while there? Oh, I miss him so much. Oh, gosh. It hasn't been the same. <laughs> uh, Wait, so- was that
0: a dig? Did no. he? Say? he well, like, he no, gave it credit. No.
2: Yeah, he, yeah, he has 3,000 hits as a member of the yeah.
0: Rangers. So he yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the dig was used to have. Oh,
2: well, that's true. Yeah. Is Ian Kinsler still playing for the Rangers? I don't no, know.
1: No, still. no, no. Oh, we weren't big Kinsler fans at the time. Okay. He okay. took a lot of plays off at second. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. sure he did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you put you threw with former Yankees pitcher Bobby Shantz. So tell us what that was
2: like. Like he's he did right? He is 96 years old. Yeah. So Bobby Shantz is right now today the fifth oldest former Major League Baseball player who is still alive today. Oh wow! Wow! And the the top four, you know, played. Less than 20 games. This guy was the 1952 American League MVP. So he, so he is hands down the oldest former MVP that is alive right now. Yeah. and uh, he still Bobby Chance still lives in the house that him and his wife bought back in the late 60s. Still plays golf. Still drives himself. Uh, still cuts his own lawn. And uh, the, the story with Bobby Chance. He lives here in the Philadelphia area near me. And I was, I went, found a website that lists like where former players live. And, and it, there was a note in there that within three days, when people still to this day send Bobby Shantz fan mail, he writes them back and sends them an autograph within one, two, three days. Oh That's awesome. Gosh. So I, to get in contact with him, I wrote him a snail mail letter. I said, Mr. Chance, I explained what I was doing, put a stamp on it, sent it off got a letter back from him within two days. What? He wrote back, said, hi Dan, uh, great to meet you. Unfortunately, I don't think I can uh, play catch with you. As you know, I'm in my 90s now and uh, you know I'm, I'd be a little embarrassed. Sincerely yours, Bobby Chance. I, being, I guess this was the uh, persistent, obnoxious New Yorker in me. <laughs> uh, I, I politely responded. So now I'm pen pals with uh, Bobby Chance. <laughs> I, I responded and said, Mr. Chance, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to get back to me so quickly. What what I perceived was maybe he was thinking that this was going to be in front of a lot of people or I was going to ask him to play for an hour. So I, I explained, listen, this is just be me and you. If you're able to do it for 10, 15 minutes or less, that'd be great, send it off. So within a matter of 10 days, we're back and forth, back and forth. He writes me back a second time and says, oh, okay, that's great. So we got together and got to play with him. And uh, just, I mean, yeah, great, amazing stories being on the Yankees in the the late 50s with Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra and all those guys. And uh, yeah, just a a true gentleman um, and still going at 96 years old. Yeah. That's, that's great so to cool. hear. Yeah. That's, what
1: an awesome story. Yeah. And using stale mail, too. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <it> still works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so crazy. So, what about Little League uh, Monet Davis?
2: Yes. Monet Davis was awesome. So, that's <laughs> um, quite an arm honor. Yeah, so, <laughs> he, of the 162, if not the fastest, definitely the top three best throwing arms of anybody I played catch with. Wow. And, and uh, just, you know, we, we, we threw back and forth just like normal. And then we went out to the field in South Philadelphia where she grew up playing little league. So she was, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. And I set up as a catcher behind home plate and had her pitch to me for 15, 20 minutes. And, guys, just ev- I mean, every pitch right in there. Crazy. Such precision, such speed um just i mean she's super cool kid and and just uh you know loves the game loves to uh to be someone who even today you know she was she was broadcasting or doing stuff with the little league world series Mm -hmm. this past weekend and uh yeah she was awesome we so monet and i debated back and forth is the hot dog a sandwich? That was that was uh <laughs> the, the, the key argument in our discussion uh as as we were thrown part. So which
1: it. side were y'all on? Which side was Monet on?
2: So she I'm pretty sure she said, and Monet, you'll have to forgive me if this is not right, but I think it might be. She said a hot dog is a sandwich. It's meat, it's bread, it's got condiments. What else are you gonna call it? Yeah. I, wholeheartedly disagree I do not think a hot dog is a sandwich (laughs) it it is you know even just the fact that the bun is connected the function of how you eat a hot dog is not the way you eat a sandwich so uh, so we we agreed to disagree Monet and I
0: I mean the connected hot dog bun is more like a pita you know so you're gonna connect it it is but it's
2: a pita
1: sandwich no you know so (laughs) I think a hot dog is just its own dr- genre.
2: It is, you know. So, of
0: all the people you played catch with, do you have a, a ratio of men to women? Uh,
2: I. It's funny. I, I never went back and counted. Yeah. But I, I would guess it's probably sixty forty. Okay. And that was I, I was very intentional not not to like pick a specific number, mm-hmm. but I I did going into the project. I wanted to tell the story of of the love of the game and, and, you know, just the the spectrum of types of people who do love baseball and love to play catch. And so it was men and women, black, white, Asian, Indian, straight, gay, young, old, you know, I, I, I was very intentional in trying to make sure that I was hearing from and getting to know people of all, all yeah. different types yeah and, uh, you know, from former or current cricket players, right? Guys who uh, have never played baseball before. Bobby Shamps in his 90s. My niece was was four weeks old when she and I played catch, you know. So, yeah, so, yeah, so just <laughs> all across the board. Um, but, yeah, pro- probably 60, 40, male to female, I think. Okay, just curious. Probably.
1: So you mentioned Yogi Bear earlier. So you were able to play catch with his grandkids. So what was it like? That's like baseball royalty. So what was that like? Well, very much is. The, the yeah. Bears
2: is awesome. Yeah. Um, that was really awesome. So there is in Montclair, New Jersey, there's a a museum dedicated to Yogi Berra. Uh, the Yogi Berra Museum and Learning Center is there. And I had gotten in contact with the Berra's through a friend of mine who went to undergraduate college with uh, Larry the third yogi's grandson and so i drove from from pennsylvania up to new jersey met with them and the thing and, and we're we're really great friends now we my family and i actually just went and saw Lindsay a couple weeks ago up there the thing that stood out to me was and and they, we kind of joked about it like the whole experience with Lindsay and larry Barra was just about them right i'm sure Throughout their childhood and their life, you know, like all kinds of people are like, What's it like to be Yogi's granddaughter and grandson? And yeah, get us tickets and can you get us an autograph? You know, that kind of stuff. I I wanted, I I honestly didn't even ask them those questions. And I certainly didn't want or wasn't asking for anything from them. Like for me, the experience was getting to know them Mm -hmm. and. Their favorite ballpark food and and the stadium that they've been to that they love the most and who who is there other than their grandpa who was their favorite Yankee when they were a kid that kind of stuff and so you know I was very intentional with the Bears specifically early on to to make the time that I spent with them about getting to know them and, and you know yeah. like, they definitely appreciated that and and we've uh, we've stayed in contact and been friends ever since.
1: Hmm. That's awesome. That's so, cool. so for you, who, which one stands out to you the most of the people
2: you call? Oh, them? Scott, that's like asking which, what's your favorite kid, man. That's hard <laughs> to, I got, I got 100, 162 kids now. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, all four of my kids, each of those experiences was, was tremendous just to Here, kind of. Here's it. a better
0: way to ask this question. Yeah. Did you tear up while playing oh. catch? Was there an emotional response with anyone in particular, specifically maybe outside your family? Yeah, that's
2: a good question. So the 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 one gentleman mike flynn, whose whose son passed away, uh. that one was easily one of the more emotional ones because mm-hmm. cause for, for him, that they, they were doing similar to you guys. they they were trying to travel and get to all thirty stadiums. Mm-hmm. And when his son passed away they were i think they had been to like twenty four out of the thirty mm-hmm. and so in in the convening years they uh Mike finished the project with his wife and, and you know kind of had some closure in that respect but but you know gosh, when you lose a child there's no such thing as closure right there's no right. Mm-hmm. It, it never it never changes so yeah that that one was absolutely uh an emotional um mm-hmm time to where for both of us it was like man this 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 was an honor to your son and and a a good way to you know involve his memory into kind of what we were doing with this project
0: yeah yeah that's cool so was there a specific location that you threw that you was like more important to you than others that you liked
2: uh yeah sure um several so early in the first 35 or so my my brother jason and i went to uh brooklyn and we found where Ebbets field used to be oh wow jackie robinson uh played for the brooklyn dodgers so they tore the stadium down in the 60s but they left the marker where home plate used to be and there's there's apartment complexes are all around it now but but you can stand and you can play catch where home plate for Ebbets Field was in Brooklyn. So uh, super cool doing that. Mm-hmm. We, I, I, I drove up to Cooperstown, New York, where the Baseball Hall of Fame is mm-hmm. and uh, played catch on Doubleday Field there. Um, I, you know, went down to Florida twice throughout the course of, of the journey. I I got to play. So <clears throat> this story I, I, in November of last year, reached out to both the New York Mets and the New York Yankees and, and asked the same question. Hey, New York teams, would you guys be willing to let me play catch in either of your stadiums and I'll take whatever you can get?
0: Mm-hmm. Within
2: like three days, I heard back from the Mets. The Mets were like, yes, this would be awesome. We'd love to have you um come on down you can play catch in the bullpen where the pitchers warm up bring whoever you want so I I have a couple friends of mine who are huge Mets fans had them come out one of my friends brought his seven-year-old son and just a blast wow same email to the Yankees nothing didn't hear it I was like what the heck guys this is like my team two weeks go by three weeks go by finally I hear back from the Yankees And they're like, hey, listen, sorry for getting back to you so late. uh, We've been reading all your stuff and seeing all the stories, and we actually love this idea. Uh, Instead of – we know that you're trying to take your dad to the Field of Dreams and finish out there. What do you think instead of that, though, Dan Reichel, (laughs) if we have you and your dad come to Yankee Stadium and we'll have you guys play catch on the field – in center field um before a game and that be where you finish this whole project
1: wow and you know
2: i thought about it for two seconds and i was right. like yeah let's we'll do that we'll make that work so yeah, yeah. so right. you know get, get, the chan- get the chance to do the yankees thing was just tremendous um it, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity and, and again if, if the field of dreams is the story or the, the film which is based on a book of a fictional character whose father had passed away and he wished more than anything that he had a chance to play catch with his dad one more time i was given that chance by mm-hmm. my, my favorite team yeah to do that before it was too late you know my my dad's a, a two-time cancer survivor mm-hmm. and just just to forever and ever now to to have that memory and that experience of us being able to play that game of catch together is is more than I could have ever asked for yeah that's
1: that's awesome and Aaron Judge is he not the biggest human you've ever seen okay so Aaron Judge
2: like is a teddy bear the nicest guy you'll ever meet he is a massive (laughs) baseball player like my my head I don't even think was up to his shoulders yes huge, he's 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 six foot seven I think he weighs you know 260 pounds um Uh, yeah big guy awesome guy though
1: I always remember I went. I was actually at Fenway and they were playing the Yankees. This was a few okay. years ago, and he hit the big, he hit the longest shot out of Fenway I've ever seen. I think it may have been his rookie year, and it was just a massive shot. <laughs> and I was pulling for the Red Sox, but I had to appreciate <laughs> how far he hit that ball. So yeah,
2: He, I mean, well, especially this like he is playing so well this season. Oh, yeah. He's on pace to hit 60 home runs, and uh, you know just just the fact that. Mm-hmm. we were able to spend some time with him as part of this day that we were there too it was super cool yeah. that's so awesome
0: that's so cool one of my uh, cousins owns a pub in brooklyn um teddy's barn girl okay and uh we so we come up there sometimes so we need to go find this this home plate
2: oh I know. yeah yeah that's yeah. so cool it's, it's uh it's within the apartment complex that's where the, the stadium used to be for sure all
0: right that's cool that's cool
2: so after
1: going through all this What makes something as simple as playing catch, what makes it so memorable and special Mm -hmm. for people?
2: I mean, uh, a couple things. First, I I think that just being asked was in a good way surprising to most of the people that I asked to play catch, right? Mm -hmm. It's not something that uh, as adults we get asked to do very often. Hey, you want to come out and play? Um, yeah. <laughs> and and like I said, I, I for the most part I tried to think of and ask people who I knew enjoyed baseball had some connection to the game. So it was the simple act of being asked to come out there that sparked this joy I think in people and anticipation. Like, okay, this is this is going to be fun. This is outside of the norm of what I would usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the experience, like we talked earlier, for a lot of people, is either something that they miss being able to do with their kids or with their parents or with their grandparent and it's, it's so it's a connection back to the way things used to be. There's a nostalgia to it that that was an honor, honestly, for me to be able to to usher that back in for the people I got to play catch with. Yeah and uh yeah i don't know it it's it's the kind of thing that it doesn't take a lot of skill i mean there I, I, I threw with a couple of people who weren't that great but for the most part you know it's it's uh you don't have to you don't have to be able to hit you don't have to be able to throw a strike you know it's, it's very much just way more about the, the time and the experience and uh, yeah just it it was, for me it was socially distanced early on certainly but it, it was a great vehicle to be able to tell 162 163 because aaron judge ended up being the last <laughs> to catch after my dad so yeah. so my dad was 162 aaron was 163 but <laughs> to, get, to get 163 unique stories and perspectives and life experiences and and to mm. be able to experience all of those with each of those people you know what was
0: something yeah. I'll never forget. Amazing. So listen, Dan, you, you've inspired us. We've been talking about this for like, I don't know, a week or so. Oh, yeah. And I asked that we were driving somewhere. We had a couple of hours drive. And I said, listen, Scott, if you could play catch with anybody right now, who would it be like, name your five people, just name your five. And they were really people that maybe we didn't have access to like, He says, Nolan Ryan, I said, Cal Ripken Jr., you know, um, but even George W. Bush, you know, some people like that, that we would have, that would have been on our top five list. And then a little bit later I said, but what if you could pick five that you actually could throw with and what if you could throw with them and tell them what they've meant to you? Like somebody in your life that has really inspired you in some way Or or influenced you in some way we've made our list and i have appointment tomorrow morning now saturday morning to saturday, play yeah. to play catch with a girl that's a, one of my good friends and i had texted one of my very best friends and i said hey are you in town this weekend i just need 20 minutes i'll come to you and she said um i'm out of town yeah, you this you're playing for an hour though
2: i'll just tell you that but... yeah yeah yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and she said i'm out of town what what do you need and we had already talked about this and i said i just need to play catch with you and she she yeah immediately well sent like a crying face, but then sh- I'm a hairdresser. She showed up at my salon yesterday with two gloves and a ball and a ball that she had written on that just was basically telling her what I meant to her, which was not the intent. I, you know, and I stopped my client, went outside and I played catch with her and told her what she had meant in my life. Uh, and so now I have, I have four more to go, but you have inspired us and we yeah. are going to get these top, these top fives off of our list and That's let them know. You
2: That's awesome. <laughs> i'll I'll say i'll I'll say this too so you should keep going because i'll tell you (laughs) why i if you would have told me a year ago hey you're gonna get i got to throw out the first pitch before the game also that we went to oh wow so so this this was a yankees red sox game yeah in the bronx the yankees every year they do something called hope week where they honor people in the community who have you know done great things or, or are serving people or making connections and and they selected this project as one of their recipients for hope week this year mm. and so that meant getting to do the project getting to do all the stuff with my dad and then throwing out the first pitch at yankee stadium yeah and five minutes before i was about to do that they came over and they were like do you know that your dad is getting to throw a first pitch also i said no i don't know that does he know that they were like no we're gonna go tell him right now too So so me and my dad both got to throw the first pitch at Yankee Stadium before a Yankees Red Sox game. And I just I mean Yeah. Yes, (laughs) yes to what you guys are doing, but don't sell yourself short. (laughs) Don't stop at five. Well, and just in just in terms of dreaming, right? Because because when you ask, the the, what's the worst the answer can be no, right? But but with something like to to go back to what i was saying with the bears if your intention is exactly what you as you guys are saying to to honor the people that you're you're trying to connect with or communicate something to them i truly believe like that people people recognize that right They they recognize the authenticity behind what you're trying to do and who knows maybe who knows. I know somebody who knows somebody who knows Cal and Jr. So i, I hey. like, those
0: <laughs> hey, that's the number I wear when I play. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
2: so so we'll talk off air, but but yeah. if, <laughs> in, in a real sense, if, if, if you dream big enough and if you ask with the right intent, you never know kind of where. Yeah. And I mean that's true in in, in life, but sure. you know, with, with this and with me, the answer ended up being yes to way more than i ever could have envisioned or imagined when i first played catch with my daughter right. in our driveway a year ago
0: will you do this again
2: i start yeah. over not going? next year not definitely not next year you <laughs> mm-hmm. need a break it, yeah it's yeah. a lot of work um yeah. but yes i will do it again um just like the yankees and the rangers and the red sox play 162 games every year you know it's it's, it's meant or designed, i guess that i could do it again and you know I only got as far west as gosh Pennsylvania Maybe. no I, I went to Indianapolis Indiana so I only got as far west as Indiana I made it down to Florida a couple times but you know I could do a whole west coast swing I could make my way down to Texas and play catch with you guys that's right that'll be awesome <laughs> yeah I, no I, I definitely will do it again Mm -hmm. uh but not next year I need a break (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. well that's what I was going to say just on the off chance that we go past five which you might inspire us to do then maybe we would end up in Pennsylvania and you would be Um, on the Philly
2: let's go we can uh we can even go to Yankee Stadium I can I can uh have our our friends with the New York Yankees give us yeah for sure (laughs) there you go
1: man we just love this story we love it just what you've talked about. It's like, this is the reason we do the podcast and everything. It's to connect with people and learn about people. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you were doing with this. So, yeah. and yeah. thanks for inspiring us to, to do it too. Yeah. So. We're
0: already on the roll.
2: Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm, uh, honored that you guys, uh, viewed it as such. And, uh, Mm-hmm. i'm excited to, if, if it stays at five that that's what it's meant to be and i'm excited yeah. to come hear those stories from you guys as well
0: yeah great cool man well we thank you so much dan i know you took time out of your day to talk to us and you're probably a busy guy we appreciate you
2: thank you guys yeah. and uh apologies to ian kinsler for uh that, thing that we day <laughs> <laughs> okay. no hard
0: feelings there yeah. <laughs> okay dan thank you man all right guys thanks take, thank care. You. take care so you have your list of five people
1: i do have my list are we going to start on saturday I believe we are. You've started the schedule, have you not?
0: I have. <laughs> and who knows? Do you think we could make it more than five? I mean,
1: I think it will. Once we get those five done, I think we'll realize that, yeah, maybe we should do this with more people.
0: Yeah. I wonder if the five definitely planned. Okay. Because yeah. there's certain things we have certain things we want to say to certain people. After that, is it just a matter of like, keep your glove in your car. You never know where you're going to be like, want to play a game of catch? I'd mm. like to know where your favorite, favorite ballpark food is. Like, I wonder if there is. Just to get people to get to know people we don't know. Yes. Yeah. Oh. After our five, we can just start. Lit- it has to be a total stranger. No one we've ever known before. Oh, yeah. Or met.
1: Okay. We start from there.
0: They're probably going to think we're so creepy. Oh, they
1: will. Not creepy, but just odd and weird. Yeah. But I mean, it worked out for Dan. I'm sure he That's came right. up to people that were like, "What
0: is he say? What is he talking about? Exactly. And I follow this guy on TikTok that does haircuts like that. He just walks up to people. He keeps his stuff with them. And he's like, hey, my name's Vic. Got time for a free haircut. As soon as they sit down, he's like, what's your name? And what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what's your name? And what do you do for a living? Oh, okay. And like, what's his TikTok handle? Vic something. Vic something. Huh. Can't remember. Okay. Sorry, Vic. Anyways yeah he, he so he that's what he does and he just really and sparks conversation but he's really is asking good questions so anyways I think there's space for that I know and who this knows is pretty cool I mean really this could end up with me playing catch with Kyle Ripken Jr. <laughs> according to Dan <laughs> six degrees of separation or maybe three degrees of separation oh, at this
1: yeah
0: point. I'm not sad about it
1: okay this either way we're going to get to <laughs> at the beginning we're going to get to be able to tell people that mean a lot to us why they mean a lot to us mm-hmm. and then we kind of see where it goes from there yeah
0: so if you guys out there decide to do anything inspiring like that, let us know. We would love to partner with you in that and hear all about it. Until then, Hardy party five and a half over and out.
1: We'll see you next time. And we'll have a glove.
0: <laughs> Take me
1: out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker
2: Jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home.